Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> Tax cuts to eliminate, and the, the, the estimate is that we've cut black poverty by over 30%. Reduced child poverty more than 50% in the black community. American Rescue Plan also included historic funding to allow cities and states to invest in community violence intervention programs and keep neighborhoods safe. Look, you're critical in getting the infrastructure law passed, a bipartisan bill that's going to get, that's going to do so much, going to replace decades of disinvestment in the United States of America. A commitment to reconnecting communities and people and job opportunities. Lots, so much with the, the early investments in highways and interstate grid. They cut neighborhoods in half. They divided things. We can put it back together again. To fight inflation is to drive down wages and make Americans poor. I think I have a better idea to fight inflation. Lower your costs, not your wages. Because you can't build a wall high enough to keep out a a, a, a vaccine. The vaccine can stop the spread of these diseases. Antiviral treatments. If you get COVID-19, the Pfizer pill reduces your chances of ending up in the hospital by 90%. I've ordered more pills than anyone in the world has. Pfizer's working overtime to get us a million pills this month and more. That doesn't even count. Close to a million people who sit at a dining room table or a kitchen table and look at an empty chair because they lost somebody. But I also know this, because of the progress we've made, because of your resilience and the tools that we have been provided by this Congress, tonight I can say we're moving forward safely back to a no, norm, more normal routines. We've reached a new moment in the fight against COVID-19 where severe cases are down to a level not seen since July of last year. Just a few days ago, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention issued a new mask guidelines. Under the new guidelines, most Americans and most of the country can now go mask-free. And based on projections, and based on projections, more of the country will reach a point across that point across the next couple of weeks. Man, assault weapons with high-capacity magazines hold up to 100 rounds. You think the deer are wearing Kevlar vests? Now, the polls show Americans deeply pessimistic about the economy. Inflation is only going to rise with what's happening on the energy front with this war. Um, what do you attribute to that? What, the, the, the decline in the president's polls, even on COVID, on how he's handled it, um, what can he do to turn this around? Well, I think tonight's going to be very important because for people to appreciate what the president has done and that working together with the Congress, they have to know what it is. President Lincoln said public sentiment is everything. With it, you can accomplish almost everything. Without it, practically nothing. But people have to know for public sentiment to... Welcome back. I know that was a little bit long, but I figure I'd give you some of the highlights from the, you know, just 
awesome State of the Union address that Joe Biden gave. What a dumpster fire. I especially liked that before it started. Nancy Pelosi took time out of her busy schedule to more or less tell you how ignorant you are and that you just don't understand that all that Joe Biden has done for the country. (laughs) I really, I love when they talk down to you and belittle you. You're just too stupid to understand what he's done. And she's definitely right that he is struggling in his all of his approval ratings because uh, going into last night's speech, uh, less than 40% of the public approves of Biden's handling of nearly every major issue. 39% approve of race, 38% school, climate change, 38%, the economy, 36%, foreign policy, 36%, and I think that's being generous personally, crime, 33%, and immigration, 33%. So he is just doing a fantastic fantastic job as president in his first year he's uh I guess he's exceeding the expectations of what we all thought was going to happen going by the famous words of his uh former boss don't uh underestimate Joe to f things up (laughs) yeah so I I think we all kind of assumed that he was going to pretty much suck as a president. I just don't think any of us thought it would be this bad. I got to be honest with you. I think he's exceeding any of our expectations, but in a bad way. (laughs) Because he is a disaster. Now, as far as the speech goes, he did the normal Biden thing where he was fumbling his words and mumbling and getting lost in his thought and and he was trying to catch himself. And the speech in general was pretty rough. The longer it went on, the worse it got. And at a point, he tried to slow himself down a little bit to, uh, I guess, keep his thoughts together. Um, But I got to say, you know what I got most from listening to that is this guy is so out of touch with what people in America are going through today, it's mind-blowing. Either, uh, let me say this, I, I I never expected him to go up there and say, well, you know, my first year I totally sucked, I ruined the economy, I screwed up on COVID, I screwed up on foreign policy, the border's a disaster, crime rate's rising, uh, you know, inflation's going through the roof. I mean, I really screwed the pooch here. I, I never expected that. I knew he was going to lie, try to make it sound good, try to build off of some points that he thinks uh, his base is still assuming he's winning in or things that he may have accomplished in their opinion. So I that's where I assumed it would go. But listening to what he said in regards to inflation, I mean, he even brought up the Afghan soldiers that were brought home in coffins. And Bobert, God bless that lady, Bobert yells out more, yeah, it's because of you, they came home like that. The Democrats did boo her for it, but good for her for standing up because they were dead because of him. So she said what everybody was thinking, so good for her. Um, but the, the things he talked about, was talking about, he is so far removed from reality, from the truth. You have to wonder, what the hell are his handlers telling him? 
I mean, what are his briefings like? I know that most days he calls a day at around, I don't know, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. He's got the best work schedule I have ever seen. I would love to work, you know, 7 to 10, <laughs> work work for three hours, call a Capital 11, and then poof, I'm back into the bedroom going back to sleep. Hey, that must be a great life. Yeah, you, you, There must come a point where you just have so much energy you don't even know what to do with yourself. But I, I don't know what these people are telling them. I, I really don't. I'm, I'm very lost with that that does he know what's going on and just is a blatant liar I mean he's always been a liar so that's not a big surprise um does he literally have no idea he doesn't even know why he's standing up there and he's just reading off a teleprompter that's also a possibility or is he have people briefing him in the mornings that are giving him a view of America that he thinks everything is the way he says it is. And, I mean, I guess it could be a combination of all three. It could be one or two. I mean, Who knows? But it's just amazing to me how far removed from reality this guy truly is. He has no idea what we're going through here. He has no idea about anything. His plan for inflation is to pass another bill to put us further in debt and spend more money and he believes that that is going to help out inflation. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like uh, modern monetary theory because they don't care about debt. They want you to believe that debt is a good thing. It's an insane theory that uh, as far as the Great Reset goes and people that are advocates for it, that's one of the ways that they can get around the pesky problem of paying for everything that goes along with the Great Reset. So unless he's got the same mindset and the, his uh, lefties, buddies over there have the same mindset, then yes, to them, putting us further in debt would be a positive thing. In reality, here in the world we live in, uh, debt's a bad thing. You know, people are always trying to get out of debt. You don't want to be in debt. You do the best you can to be responsible with your money so you don't go into debt. In these current times, when inflation's over 7.5%, um, production is at 9.5%, is 9.5% inflated, we're going to have to pick up the slack on that because the companies are not going to do it. Uh, spending an additional $2 trillion, yeah, that seems like a pretty poor idea. Uh, but that was, you know, he's advocating for that. He's also trying to rally everybody around his um, federal takeover of uh, voting laws, and he wants everybody to get that passed. He wants to get it done. Is it possible for them to pass it? It is. They got one more reconciliation. They've used one. They got one more. Um, Running out of time right now. They have... You know, for better or worse, eight months to get it passed. I, I don't see them. They're not going to do it at the last second. So they'd have to gain some support from some of the people that voted against it, which is mainly going to be Cinema and Mansion. And if they can get past that, they may be able to either get the build back better, possibly the voting one. One of them will get get through if they use the reconciliation. They could also just screw the pooch and not use it at all. Uh, you know, I don't foresee that. One thing that I've always said Democrats are better at than Republicans are is as nasty as they are, somehow they unify around their little nasty causes and they get them passed. Whereas Republicans, they just fight with each other and don't get anything done or they're just, 
they're not what they seem to be, and they just don't want to get anything done. A good example of that is Arizona. Um, they were trying to pass uh, – I think it was Arizona. Sorry, I've read so many articles today. It's, it's slipping my mind. So if I'm misquoting, feel free to correct me. But I believe it was in Arizona. They just voted on a bill trying to um, eliminate a social credit score and and hit stop companies from using that in the state, which effectually protects you because, I mean, most people – I think most people don't pay attention. Most people, you go talk to a financial planner, you put your money out there, you don't know where they put it, you don't know who's investing it. Most, most the common person, the most average people, you know, they're not that hardcore into it. They know, hey, I'm gonna put my little ten or fifteen percent away, stock my little nest egg up because I know one day I'd like to take it easy, and you know, when I get a little older, and I just want to make sure there's some money there. So they don't get that deep into it, and there, there's no fault in that. Um, but they wanted to pass a law protecting you because if the people you're investing with, if they invest in oil and oil, gas, if they invest in, um, any type of fossil fuel or any causes that are against the democratic woke way, which is mainly the direction that the whole ESG, uh, scores go, then you're not going to be able to get loans. You won't get bank loans. You won't get car loans or anything because you're not socially going to be good. You know, your social credit score is going to suck. So it wasn't the Democrats that stopped that bill from getting passed in Arizona. Actually, it was Republicans because they're on this trip that, well, it's their private corporation. They can run it any way they want. And yes, that's all well and good. You should have free reign to run your business any way you want. However, you're using someone's personal choices against them, which ends up hurting them in the long run. Just because they don't agree with your ideology doesn't mean that you get to punish them financially. So I don't see why you wouldn't support that. That It's a little different. This isn't like, I'm going to tell you how to run your business. No, this is, hey, you're not allowed to do that to people because people should have the right to invest in whatever they want to invest in. And just because they invest in something that you're not okay with doesn't mean they get penalized for it. You know, so again, Republicans sometimes they screw the pooch on themselves and Democrats stay united. I don't know. I, I would hope uh, if we take back the House and Senate, which it's looking highly likely, I think we're up to what, 31 or 32 Democrats not seeking reelection. I mean, that already really puts a, a, a big dent in the House. I mean, I, I would say if we don't take the House back, uh, we've done something severely wrong between now and November. And the Senate, we're slated to pick up at least a few seats. Uh, I, from the way I look at it, the races I see, just from my gut feelings, I'm thinking we're picking up four. I listened to a pretty good analyst, Brian Mudd. He hasn't given a direct number, but he is alluding to somewhere between two and five from the brief times he's brought it up. He's pretty good about that. He doesn't jump into it too quickly because it's so far out, you know, and polls are at this point, they're a guessing game. They're not real accurate. They won't get accurate until you're a lot closer to the election. But I would hope that they do bind together and fix things that need to be fixed, voting laws. And yeah, there's a lot of the border, everything. I know Joe Biden still has the power to veto anything that goes up to his desk, but hopefully they'll come together, do what's right, and uh, 
at a, at a minimum, stop the madness. You know, in a dream world, start to correct the ship prior to 2024 so it makes it an even easier transition in 2024. Uh, I did see a brief article in uh, Breitbart that, as I suspected, they're already showing Democratic uh, analysts are fearing and saying they have to do everything humanly possible to stop Trump in 2024 because they know that the Democrats have nothing to run on. So as I knew, which is why I know they're doing the whole January 6th thing, as I knew they're so scared that this man's going to come back and he's going to come back with a vengeance, um, and it's showing now. I mean, they're showing themselves because you're get, we're getting there. You know how fast time goes. I don't have to tell you. It's March today, and before you know it, we're all voting in November by the blink of an eye. It's March today. Everybody's cold. Give it two more months, which go by so quick anymore. Every Just week after week, it just time just flies. You're going to start going into summertime, and everybody's looking out for the beach and everything, and then by about the time you're cooked and looking like a lobster at the end of the summer, you're like, all right. I'm done with summer. Can we get some cooler weather in here? Because I'm just tired of the heat. It's disgusting outside. And then, before, like I said, before you know it, November's right there, and we're going to see where, we, uh, where we're at. And then the uh, big race starts because they start with the presidential races. It's like as soon as midterms is done, you get that breather for about three to maybe six months tops, and then it starts all over again for the president. And then the news media is going crazy, and everybody's attacking everybody, and it's just a – nightmare. All right. I know I rambled on quite a long time about Joe Biden's uh, speech there, but it was just so dumb. Something dumber than that. New York Times, Hannah Jones claims radicalized bias coverage of Russia invasion due to Ukrainians white appearance. (laughs) You know, this article is so Stupid. She tweeted out some stupid things. If you don't know who she is, she is the New York Times lady that invented the debunked uh, 1619 nonsense project. She tweeted out that every journalist covering Ukraine should really, really look internally. This is why I say we should stop pretending we have objectivity and instead acknowledge our bias so that we can report against them. Many of us... See the uh, racialized analysis and language. She went on to say, and honestly, these admissions of shock that this is happening in European country are ahysterical and also serve to justify the lack of sympathy for other invasions, other occupations of other refugee crises involving people not considered white. Then she really had a crazy uh, tweet come out and said, what if I told you Europe is not a continent by definition, but a geopolitical fiction to separate it from Asia, and so the alarm about European or civilized or first world nations being invaded is a dog whistle to tell us we should care because they're all like us. Let me apologize if my reading is a little bit uh, funky. Uh, you know my schedule. If you're a longtime listener, I'm generally up around 3.30 in the morning. And for complete transparency, it's about midnight because I wanted to watch the uh, entire State of the Union before I did this podcast. So 
I'm up almost 24 hours. I'll probably sleep till maybe 4.35. Tomorrow I may skip the gym because I needed to do this. I wanted to make sure I covered that. Uh, so if my reading seems a little bit slow, it's because my eyes are a lot bit tired. However, I just find this lady to be, oh God, I don't know. <laughs> I got some choice words for her, but I don't think it would be a good idea to say. I think she's a moron. That's an easy way to put it. It must be exhausting being her to wake up every single day and associate everything around you with racism. The sad thing is, is that racism should be a term that should not be used so lightly. It should be only used when it is a, a truth, when somebody's actually being racist or there is truly racism in something. We're at a point right now where people are emboldened to say everything is racist. It, it, I mean, I you can, in these times, you could think of the most ridiculous scenario and they're going to somehow spin it in a racial way. Um, th- there was a, my daughter shows me TikToks or uh, little videos or whatever the hell they are. She showed me one, and this was this <laughs> it's a heavy set white girl. And she says, If you don't like fat chicks, you're fat phobic, which stems from racism. <laughs> what the hell does that even mean? Okay, if you don't like fat chicks, it's because. <laughs> It's because you're fat phobic, which stems from racism. Yeah, this is the insanity we're living in. <laughs> I mean, it's just, a, I don't like fat chicks because I don't like fat chicks. If that's the way you feel, some guys like big girls. Hey, man, <laughs> hey, more power to you. You know, that, it's your thing. Just like some girls don't like fat guys. They only like guys that are shredded. So, I mean... Are we going to sit there and criticize them too? Is that racist? Oh, you don't like me because I'm fat. Anyways, I digress. Uh, This lady wakes up every day. The 1619 Project was a nightmare and just complete fantasy. She even had at some point to admit it, and this was a couple years ago or whenever. She admitted that it's uh, it's a theory. Well, you know, everything's great as a theory, but you're selling it as, as, as if it's fact when it's not. Um, but she must have a hard life waking up like that to sit there and try to associate two countries. Okay. Now remember Ukraine's a young country. It's only been free for about 30 years prior to that. It was part of mother Russia, which means that they're pretty much the same race. Just going to throw that out there uh, that they're the same type of people. So to sit there and say that news media is being biased because one white nation is attacking another white nation um, and their coverage of it is, you know, unfair because they wouldn't cover it the same way as if a black nation was being attacked because I'm, I'm assuming that's what she means is beyond ridiculous. No, we're covering it because a nation that just got its freedom 30 years ago 
are fighting tooth and nail to keep it from a tyrant that decided on a whim that he wanted to invade it and take it back over using false premises to break the, the, the to come across the border to start the attack. That's why. Not to mention the same crazy guy that's invading Ukraine is threatening the rest of the world uh, that if you dare step in, you're going to pay consequences like you've never seen before. Okay, uh, threatening in a nice way to use nukes. He already put his nuclear facilities on high alert. So, I mean, you know, we're covering it because it's, I don't know, it's kind of important. Oh, and in case she doesn't know, say, geography, uh, you know, Russia is not too far from Alaska. It's kind of, it's kind of right there. I know she may not know that, but I mean, it is kind of close to the United States. So I would think that we might want to keep a little bit of a closer eye on this one, just in case, because you know, they are within range to attack us on the West coast. You know, it might be a smart idea to keep an eye on them. I'm just saying. So I think that the news media is doing as they should do. And this conflict where innocent men, women, and children are being killed. Uh, yeah, I think it's worth paying attention to. It doesn't matter what color they are because I don't think any of us would have any different response if it was any other nation attacking any other nation, if even if it was a nation of color. Okay, I'm not going to... When Venezuela... Okay, now these are brown people, as they would call them. I don't know. I don't know. When I was younger, we just say Hispanic. I don't know. Call, call me crazy. But now everybody's a, you know, color. It's color first. You, you're, they're brown. You're black. Apparently I'm white. And I'm just curious, where do Chinese people fall? What, what shade are they using for Chinese people? If you know, let me know. I'd like to know. I, I don't know. It's a serious question. I don't know what shade they're considered. Are they considered a brown, light brown, beige? What the hell color are they? doesn't matter. Uh, in Venezuela, when, uh, they had their election a couple years ago. If you remember, they finally voted in somebody who was not part of the communist regime that's in there right now. They do not have guns. When they went to try to take, the guy tried to take his rightful place as the new president of Venezuela, they were gunned down. I saw great outrage there when Cuba was having problems. I saw news media coverage. There was outrage there. When all the girls were being taken in Africa and they're being um, uh, trafficked, I saw it blowing up all over the media there. I don't know. She, she must have a short-term memory because it seems like we do pay attention to these things regardless of color. But in her sick and twisted world, that's what she sees. Or maybe she's just an antagonist and that's what they pay her to do so she does it. It's just that, I don't know, I wouldn't want to be paid to look like such a jackass. I would rather be paid and try to look at least somewhat intelligent because I don't think that's a good look for her. All right, that was kind of long. I was rambling on there a little bit. Might be that I'm a little bit tired. <laughs> You're catching me in one of those like delirious states. So I may have said a few things that are a little bit... Strange, I might have fumbled around a little bit. I apologize. Like I said, it's been a long day. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. Definitely, I'm not doing the rest. You know all the rest. See you tomorrow. <laughs>